representative stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. And today is the adventure of our lifetime because today is a Monday. Today happens to be January 8th, 2024. And uh, I'm going to, I've got a question for my friend Eric. Eric, do you know what today is? Oh, it's Monday the 8th. It is. You know what's special about Monday the 8th? Uh, I'm sure it's special to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but I'm not sure I'm uh, catching on to what you're hitting at, sir. It is National Championship uh, Day for NCAA football, and guess who's playing in the National Championship game? Well, of course, the UW Huskies. I'm telling you, it's an exciting day for us. They have never, ever, ever won the national championship all by themselves. One year they were co-national champions, but it is the coolest thing in the world. And oh, I know dogs. I'm going to be in uh, a, in a short period of time because uh, right after this show, because the show st- that game starts about 4:30. So, but it's it's going to be it, it's a lot of fun. And I want to thank you for being here. I understand that we're going to get some snow, maybe. Uh, it looks like uh, later this week we might have that mixed in with a little bit of rain here in the lowlands, but uh doesn't look like that'll hang around too much, maybe Saturday and Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not looking like a lot, thankfully. Um, but things can change. We'll see. Yeah, you know, I used to care about the weather. Now I don't because the Seahawks aren't playing anymore. They they their season ended yesterday. So I'm, I'm my all my football hopes and dreams are resting on today. And if I suddenly am in a very bad mood around seven or seven thirty tonight, you'll know the reason why. So nobody wants to be around me then. Well, for uh, your friends and neighbors' sake, I say go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much. And that is a powerful prayer that you just offered up. So good, good for them. And, and I want to thank you for being here, Eric. And we've got a great guest. This 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 gentleman has been on doing all kinds of things. He's traveling the country now. He happens to be right now in the great state of Alabama. Alabama is a great place to be if you are, well, if you, I guess if you're anybody. So anyway, Nico is with us. And, and Nico, I'm, I'm going to have you pronounce your last name because I didn't ask it and I don't want to screw it up for you. Everybody screws us up, so no problem. Lagan. Lagan. Okay. I but you're not going to hurt my feelings. It's all good. i you know and that's this that's a sign of a powerful man that you're not going to allow what anybody else says to hurt your feelings because you're well beyond that Uh, if that was the case every time i opened my social media i would cry (laughs) i get insults by the hundreds every day so it's all good i'm used to it so no problem (laughs) well and you are a, a podcaster 
You've uh, been featured in Times Square. You're a social media strategist, a sales expert, the author, and and also, oddly enough, a podcast host. And you've been on 75 podcasts in the last, uh, what, five, six months? Oh, not even September, so about four, less than four months. I've been, been featured on 75 different podcasts, Yeah, maybe a bit more now. And because you've got like a following that is like no other, you've got over a million followers, don't you? No, 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 no. Oh man, one day. No, no, no. Right now, a hundred thousand. But oh, I but I the thing the is, is no worries. It's um but I get millions of views every month. Like I'm that that's what I do, right? I, I help people with their social media content. So I'm very good at getting viewership. So yeah, I Let's say that over the past year, I've dedicated myself to this and it has made a massive, massive difference. I've worked on the message and yeah, I've been featured in a bunch of places. I've been in magazines, I've been on radio, I've been on TV, I've been on a lot of podcasts and I'm finally starting to piss people off on a national level. <laughs> so so if we were to, um, in a synopsis kind of uh, say what it is that you're about what would we say nico is about i help boys become men men become good men and good men find purpose i wish i'd have said that that's really good i know i made it up today i was thinking about it <laughs> i'm like how can i shorten what i do i'm always trying to shorten it and shorten it and this is the best version i got up to now so yeah i I, I want to help boys understand what it takes to become a man because we don't have the right of passages that we used to have. At least in North America, it has completely disappeared. Like even the Boy Scouts are not even a, the Boy Scout. They're just the Scouts now, right? Yep. So, boy, and when you consider that at least 33% of boys right now are being raised in a household where their their fathers are not present, not only do most men don't know what it is to be a man, but boys don't even have their like one out of three boys don't even have their fathers in the same household so boys need to be taught what it is to be a man most men out there don't know what it is to be a good man they're basically what i like to call an eternal teenager they're just they look like men but they don't behave like one and then once you're a good man it's time for you to find purpose and serve others because at the end of the day that's what men are supposed to do we're supposed to serve our families serve our loved ones serve our community so this is why do, oh go ahead no that's it that's what i was going to say. yeah so why do you think it is because you're right the uh homeless or the number of of women that are raising kids without a man around yep has become a in my opinion uh -huh. has become a huge problem for our country and for the kids and the because the boys don't have any kind of a good role model that is there for them to tell them what is right what is wrong and how to rate how to how to become a man um, why do you think that is why why are we so dysfunctional relationship wise you know it, it's it's going to be hard for me to answer that question without sounding like a conspiracy theorist because i do believe there's an agenda behind it because at, at the end of the day men are self are supposed to be selfless they're supposed to serve, they're supposed to protect, they're supposed to provide for their families. They're supposed to be the logical portion of the equation. If, and 
what I'm going to say today is in no way, shape or form saying that women are less than men. On the contrary, I think that women are as important as men are. There, there's a good reason why we protect them. We don't protect women because they're weak. We protect women because they matter to us. So I, I want to make sure that we understand that men and women are, they have their own roles, but they are gender roles. Like this is a reason why you look at single mothers are doing a terrible job at raising boys. Like you look at 90 to 95% of homeless individuals come from a single mother environment. If you look at most prisoners come from a single mother household. If you look at a lot of the problems that we're seeing today, are caused by the lack of masculinity. And I'm talking for boys. I'm not talking about little girls. This is not my area of expertise. But when we're talking about boys, boys need men to teach them what it is to be a man. But for some reason, we've come to the understanding that women can teach a boy how to become a man. It's the same thing as it's a fallacy because it's the same thing as me saying that as a man, I could teach a little girl how to become a woman. I can't. I've never been there. I do not go through the same physical changes. I don't have the same mentality. I don't, my, even my hormones and my body are not the same. So how can I understand what it takes to be a woman if I've never been through? I can't, I can't teach a little girl how to become a woman. Somehow this is understood. Somehow people agree with this statement. But if I have the audacity to say that women, especially single mothers, cannot teach a boy how to become a man, only a man can. That doesn't well, they, mean that their role is not important. That just means that they can't do it alone. Neither can fathers, right? Right. Well, in the issue becomes when you're a single mom, you've got you're the breadwinner. You have to keep the house in order. You have to take raise the kids. You kind of try and do it all by yourself. And it's it's an impossible job uh, because you end up not being able to do what and and you, you can't do what you need to do in order to make it all work. And that that's why that's why moms and dads. Are, are in the best scenario if everybody's healthy. If it's a healthy relationship, then a good mom and dad system is the best way to go, I would I think. I agree with you 100% because there are there are roles attached to genders. Fathers are more logical. They normally represent the discipline. They normally keep you on track because that's what's good for you. But at the same time, a woman is supposed to be there teaching her kids how to be emotionally available. Emotional intelligence comes from the feminine energy. This is not something that men teach their children. Yes, you can teach it, but not to the extent that a mother can. That's why you look throughout history, you can look at the most masculine men in the tribes, in their society, they would spend most of their first years up to seven, eight years old, would be spent mostly with their mothers to know what it is to be loved, to know what it is to care for others, to know what it is to be in touch with their emotions. But at a certain point, it needs to be separated from the mother and be put in a world of masculinity. There's a pastor that I love that says that boys today are over mothered and under fathered because look at most men today, they're emotional. They have no control over their emotions. And this is a very feminine energy. I'm not saying that a man shouldn't have emotions, but a man should have control over his emotion. If you think about a relationship, as you, as you said, a man and a woman, do a better job at raising children together. Because if you're single, you 
you, you can't, nobody can multitask. There's less than 5% of people that can actually multitask. So let's say that the average person cannot multitask. If you're trying to do both, you're going to destroy, you're not going to do anything well. You're going to butcher both jobs. And we need to go back to a time where we understand this, but even more than that, we need to go back to a time where we need to put our family first. You know, I posted something uh, two days ago. I just wanted to see what people thought about it. And it, it basically said that men will give up their happiness for their families and women will give up their families for their happiness. And you should see the response that I got from that. Like, it's absolutely, no, but it's incredible because 70% of the people that follow me are men. And they, 95% of them agreed with this because they've gone through it. But yet, on the other hand, women disagreed with me. I've been called all the names possible when it comes to that comment. But when you put it into perspective, if you look at the statistics, between 70 to 90% of divorces are initiated by women. In 90% of the cases that there's a divorce, women get the children. This is why that statement is so accurate, because if a man understands those statistics, and we do nowadays, we understand this. 20 years ago, we didn't, but now men know this. So we have to work harder on a relationship in order to keep our family together. If we want to continue seeing our children, we need to keep our family happy, especially our woman happy. But a woman doesn't have that prerogative anymore because she knows that if she leaves, 90% of chances she's going to get the kids. And 97% of alimony are paid by men to women. So chances are she's going to get alimony on top of it. So we need to go back to a time where we, we understand that men are not just a cash cow. Our kids need us and the statistics are out there. Like I'm writing my second book right now and all the statistics I'm seeing are incredibly heartbreaking when you consider what happens when men are removed from the equation. Men are needed to raise children. And that's a fact. The statistics shows it. Whatever you want to talk about, men help children be better. And if you talk to, well, and you've also, you know, you studied psychology, you studied NLP, but you, and all of these things. But if you look at the concept of a mom and a dad taking, there are things that, uh, as an example, my mom could have never showed me how to throw a baseball. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, had no idea. She'd never done it. So it's not it's not fair to expect her to have to take on that role because um, there are things that they cannot that they're just not um, wired for or trained for. But at the same time, men, good men. And I want to make a distinction here. And I know that you believe this as well, is that there is a difference between a man and a good man. A hundred percent. And you become a good man. A man, you know, this is another thing that I find interesting. A woman, when she becomes of age, when she's capable of having children, we will call her a woman. We will not doubt it. She becomes a woman. But when it comes to a man, it's completely different. A man is always gauged on what he brings to the table. You know, Chris Rock talks about this uh, in a skit, and he makes fun of this, but I find it very interesting. He says that only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. <laughs> men are only love in an aspect that they bring something to the table. As funny as this is, this is the reality. And it's okay. Like, it's extremely hard to be a man. But that's okay. That's our job. That's part of what we do. And 
in order to become a good man, it is something that you're not like, you know, boys are born, men are made through trials and tribulations. We are, uh, we are an equation of what happens to us, of what we put ourselves through, of our values, of our virtues, what we decide to believe on to our core. This defines us as a man. And, Go you ahead. know, we're, but, but we're made. That's the point I'm trying to make is that men are made. It takes time to be made. And it's good because that's how we're judged by women. Women expect us to bring something to the equation. And that's good. That's, that's the way it is. There's no problems there. We need to accept that as men too. Like I'm not, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm ditching out against women because men are as responsible for what's going on right now as women are. Women need to open their eyes that men are the ones that build the society that's maintaining it. So when you think that you don't need men in your life, think again, because we're the one taking care of you behind the curtains. But at the same time, men needs to be men too. Like in today's world, most men are not men anymore because they want to be selfish. They believe that it's their, they want what they want. They don't care about others yet. Look at most problems in society today. You can boil them down to two things, lack of accountability and selfishness. Like we are selfish beyond measure and we don't want to take accountability for our actions. That's Those are both true. Those mm -hmm. are both true. I wanted to ask you, and before I forget this is on my mind, I wanted <laughs> to get this done. And that is, that, that is this. In our world today, there are lots and lots and lots and lots of single um, um, moms raising boys. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding that you need to have a good male figure in that boy's life, be it, uh, I don't know, a coach, a scoutmaster, um, someone that you can pass off this boy to, then they can help. And is a good man that is taking that boy under his wing. Where do you find those guys? Do you, is it for me? It was my high school. It was my little league baseball coach and my high school football coach. They taught me how to be a man. At least in, in my opinion, you're bang on. You are bang on. And, you know, I love this. I, I will always tell single mothers that approach me what they should do for their boys. Get them in a martial arts school, ah. put them in a program of martial arts, because I believe one of my five virtues of a good man is to become a protector. You're supposed to protect your family. So you're supposed to master your body. You're supposed to keep yourself in shape. You're supposed to learn the techniques to defend yourself and defend your family or your future family if you don't have one right now. But what you're saying is absolutely true because if you look at a great coach, a great coach uses a share passion, let's say football, to teach his boys life lessons. This is what a great coach does. They see things in their students that the kid doesn't see himself and will cater to those needs. He will cater to develop those aspects that will translate in every single other aspect of his life. You look at a, a movie like Coach Carter, top five, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. And yeah. that is exactly, you're, you're talking about a guy that makes money that doesn't need to do this, but that recognizes that he wants to help a specific, he wants to help a specific group of young men through basketball but he's not teaching them he's teaching them what looks like basketball but what he's really teaching them is how to become disciplined how to become accountable how to actually work hard for something that they do and guess what they all end up going to college when 
the statistics was all against them just because he took the time through sport to teach them life lessons. And that's what a great coach does. I have a real quick story for you that happened when I was in high playing high school football. We used to, at the end of every practice, we would do hundred yard sprints. We would put our hand down on the goal line and we would run to the other goal line, turn around, put our hand on the goal line and run back. And you do this five or six or seven times uh, to get into shape. There was one kid on the team who decided that rather than put his hand on the goal line, he was going to put his hand six inches over the goal line. So he was six inches closer to the other goal. The coach stopped practice in its, in its, and said, listen, if you're not prepared to do what it takes the right way and you're going to cheat by being six inches over the line, you're going to cheat at everything if it becomes too difficult or too hard. Don't allow that to happen to yourself. And it, that stuck with me my whole life. But it's an absolutely accurate lesson, and that that proves my point. You know, there were studies that were shown about uh, grocery carts, something that you know that people are not watching you. You know, most people will bring back the grocery cart. Yes. But that says a lot about you if you don't, because there's no consequences. Nobody cares if you do or not, but that tells you if you have morals or not. It's the same thing as what you described right there. If you're ready to cheat six inches at football practice, imagine what you're doing in your real life. Imagine what you're going to do further down the road when it suits you or when it doesn't suit you to do something. That's just, but your coach took it the right way to say, you know, you know what, if I would have been that coach, I would have punished every single person on that team. And well, instead we of just, extra. but you know what you were calling, uh, what you were describing, they're called suicides. Yes. So you run and you touch the light. Oh, I know I've played basketball. I remember they're still, they're seared in my head. But, you know, if that would have been, if I would have been the coach, you would have sprawled. You're not even touching it. I want you to sprawl, touch your belly on that line every time. I'm going to punish every single one of you because as a man, you're supposed to be able to be part of a team. You need to be able to rely on your teammates, but they also need to be able to rely on you. And if they can't, you shouldn't be on that team. You know, I have, I've got so many football stories, but I have to tell you one more. Uh, <laughs> and nowadays, if you go to football practice, they have water at the practices. They yeah. get breaks. They get all these things. When yep. I was playing, there were well, there was no water. There were no breaks. And the offensive line after one game did not play very well. And so the coach, who stood 6'5 and weighed 270 or so, stood on the blocking sleds. And then these guys, he had them blocking, doing the blocking sled repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly until one of the guys uh, went over to the track and threw up. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And the coach said, now you know what your limit is. Mm -hmm. You didn't know before and you quit before then. Now you know. So then that was a really great life lesson for kids. One of our martial art coach would uh, make us do that with uh, running upstairs. Oh. All you all you would do is the fight team would just go on the right side. You'd be going down on the left side. You'd be going up and it would be circles until people can't literally do it anymore. And. You should know the limit because most people don't know their bodies. Most people quit mentally before they quit physically. And yep. that's, you know, competitive sports, martial arts will teach you that.
and I think that this is why, in my opinion, it is the number one thing every boy should learn. Every boy out there should be in some type of competitive sport and especially martial arts. I have a soft spot for martial arts, but at least in competitive sports. The lessons you're going to learn there, not only are you going to be surrounded by boys, not only are you going to be surrounded by good men that want to teach you, but you're going to be able to learn things like discipline, be reliable, be part of a team to understand what hard work is, what hard, what's the reward of hard work. Like the, the lessons are endless. Plus you're going to be able to be a boy. Boys are not able to be boys anymore because we're, we expect them to behave like little girls. Like it, it's no, but it's insane. Look at most schools in the US right now. They don't even have PE classes. I think it was a third of schools don't have zero PE classes in the US. Zero. I'm 41 years old. I still work out four to six times a week, not because I want to, because I know that if I don't, I'm restless. I always have energy I need to burn. And if I want to use my mind properly, I need to get rid of that energy first. And this is something that I've learned 30 years ago. This is something that is in my mind that is always going to be there. Chop my two legs. I'll find something to do with my arms to burn some energy. So I can't even imagine if you told me 35 years ago when I was a kid, hey, bro, you, you have to sit still in class or else we're going to give you medication for it. Are you crazy? I can barely sit still now. Can't even imagine 35 years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to bring your point home about... Uh... Uh, martial arts instruction because not only is it a physical thing it's a mental thing 100 percent, and because spiritual they, and spiritual and they they teach you the right way to do things and what is not allowed what is not appropriate and it's it for a, a young man uh, i drove a bus for 12 years oh, and i saw lots of single young teenage kids that thought that they were all that in a bag of chips Yep. And that they really were not, but mm -hmm. they, and, but that was because of how they were brought up or because their moms were working all the time or, mm -hmm. or whatever the circumstance was, they felt like they, they were not stand up guys. Um, and it's important for us to create stand up, stand up people. Um, and girls have their, have, have, uh, an important role and boys have an important role. Um, by, by, by the way, do you want to give out your email so that people can write you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find, you know, you can find me on social media. I respond to basically everything I'm being sent. Like there's sometimes like a lot of times I can't respond to every single comment because it gets out of hand. Like when you have four or five, 2000 comments, I, I would have to sit there literally eight hours per post to just respond. I just can't. But I wish I could. I, I honestly wish I could because I really, really enjoy conversation. If you're polite with me, no problem. If you disagree with me, and a lot of people do, that's fine. Challenge me. I'm happy to speak to you. I, I really, really, really enjoy speaking to people that disagree with me. Everything that I've learned in my life came from somebody I disagreed with. Right? Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an important point. That is really an important point. By the way, we're talking with Nico Lagan. Lagan? Lagan. Lagan. Close enough. Lagan. Lagan. And uh, we need to take I'm a not going to blame you. You're from the West. I know. Well, I'll forgive you. I, <laughs> I know nothing. Well, you're in Alabama, so. <laughs> <laughs>
And but when we come back, I want to talk about the fact that you are actually from Canada and or you spent some time there and you've been traveling around the country um, for the last year or so with your dog and your girlfriend. And I would be interested to know what you've seen around here in the great U.S. of A. And and uh, I know that you've experienced quite a little bit. So we need to take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We're updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please, I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week, based on a 13-week commitment, and as our partner, we are vested in your success, and we'll do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we've got a great guest who you may love or you may not love, but 
but he presents an interesting point of view that I dare say that many men do feel, whether rightly or wrongly, that many men do feel that this way. Uh, Nico Lagan is our guest, and he is a he's he's been traveling around the country with his girlfriend and with their dog. By the way, are you are you in a uh, a van or are you uh, staying at B and B's? How's the, how are you? No, doing? no, travel trailer. I literally. Uh, driven 50 somewhere between 15 and 20,000 miles over the past 14 months truck motorcycle in the bed of the truck with the 11,000 pound monster being dragged behind me so <laughs> well and uh, you've been going all around the United States you happen to be in the great state of Alabama today so yep. tell me what from somebody that was that grew up in Canada and lived uh, in, in a real quiet life in what do you think of the great U.S. of A. and what have you, what observations? Because I know you're an author and you've got observations. I love the U.S. I love the people in the U.S. It's, um, you know, my girlfriend and I have been asking each other this question for a year now. Why are Canadians recognized as being polite? Because most, I would completely disagree. After meeting, like we spent most of our, our time in uh, Virginia, Colorado, and south of there. And most people are nicer than Canadians. So I'm not sure why we get the idea that we are so polite compared to the people I've met here, but it's been incredible. You got a, a beautiful country, very similar to ours, except if you go down to Arizona. Arizona really, I think my favorite state is Arizona, just because it was such a shock. Like being able to see, no, but seeing as a Canadian, we have massive trees that you guys don't have in the US, right? Right. But I've never seen a cactus that was 40 feet tall. I know. Like I've never seen forests of cactuses until we were in Arizona. Like it, it's absolutely amazing to see those things. And that's something we don't have in Canada at all. But yeah, I'm a fan of, very, very big fan of Arizona. You know, if you ever get the chance, I really encourage you if you end up like in the in the Denver area to drive south to like Tucson, Arizona and go through eastern Utah. It is breathtaking. The the uh, the rock formations and and everything. it's like those old west movies and stuff. It, it this really is a great country. We've got all lots and lots of different scenery and stuff because the only thing about Canada is when you start going north it gets really cold. This is something I do not miss. Like, I do not miss our winters. Like, two years ago, the last winter I was in Canada, there was 10 days to a two weeks period. It was minus 40 Fahrenheit. Oh. Yeah. So for, for the average American, that's that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, it makes zero sense. It's not something you guys can comprehend. But it was just... But this is normal. Like, we have... We have such a massive span of of uh, temperature, like from one day to other to another. Like you'll be freezing one day, and then the next day you're almost in a t-shirt. Like around March, April, it, it becomes insane. You you have no idea what you're gonna get, but this is this is Canada for you. Yeah, it's the same thing that what happens in the Denver, Colorado area. It can, it can be 75 one day and snowing the next. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we spent uh, a few months in Colorado. 
It's uh, not the state that used to be, supposedly, though. Supposedly, that Colorado has changed. Oh, it, and now when you say changed, does that mean the people have changed? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, f- From what I'm seeing, and I think that's the biggest lessons I've learned from from being in, like, to, to haven't been able to travel this much, is a lot of uh, Californians are leaving California, mm-hmm. and they're going to different parts of the country to ruin it there because they don't want to live where they ruined one of the arguably the most beautiful place in the u.s has been ruined now they're going they're everywhere like they're we've met we've met a lot in colorado we've met a lot in arizona we've met a lot in in uh in uh, texas there's quite a few they're in tennessee too we've met quite a few in alabama so they're there's a lot of Californians that are leaving California for either because it got too crazy. So they're like, we're running away from it as far as possible. They're going east or, um, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. It's and just taxes. A- taxes in California are kind of high. And the, the housing values, it makes it difficult to, to own a house. So a lot of people go, they, they take the money they got from their house in California that goes a lot farther when they take it to like Tennessee or something like that. It's just interesting that their the policies that they chose forced their money to be worth nothing, and then once they implement those changes, they realize that it doesn't work very well. They go somewhere else when they don't where they don't have that. So, so, so Nico, I gotta ask you: Have you always been an opinionated young man? Unfortunately, yes. You know, my mom told me, I come from a military family, and ah. my mom told me at a young age, if you're going to have a mouth like yours, you better learn how to run fast or to fight. I decided to learn both. But yes, <laughs> yes, I have a big mouth, and I'm not going to apologize. And you know, what tends to piss people off is that I don't, my comments are not meant, are not made by, like, on my emotions. I'm an extremely researched individual. And this is unfortunately, it tends to piss people off because you might feel a certain way about a specific issue. I feel I don't the the, the way that I feel doesn't matter. If the facts are pointing something, I'll agree with the facts and I'll bury my emotions on that part and just say, you know what, how you feel is not important. Those are the facts. So yes, unfortunately, that does tend to irritate people. But I'm not here to tiptoe about your emotions. I'm here to talk facts. Well, and and that for in your world has taken you to a large audience, mm-hmm. and you get to talk to a lot of different people, which yep. which which is really great. But and I think that when you talk about being a father and you talk about uh, kids and and boys specifically, I, I really think that you have your point is really well taken. That that, that we have a problem here, and that it would be great if we could work on doing something to fix it. And I don't know whether it's not really, I don't believe it to be a political problem and no. it's not a right versus left problem. It's a, it's a generational family problem that we need to work together to fix. Um, if, if, if at all possible, do you agree with that? hundred percent. Do you, at the end of the day, this, this is what it is. Do you care about your children? Yes. So do what's better for them. It's really that simple. Who you believe in, and you're—I'm not—I'm not from the right. I'm not from the left. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm a libertarian. I—I I believe in live and let live, but your, your your politics have nothing to do with this. 
it's about your kids and look at the statistics look at what's going on with the kids that are being raised with other fathers the statistics will show you that it is absolutely horrendous what happens to them and it's insane it's just growing over the past 60 years it has more than tripled the amount of boys that are being raised by single mothers it used to be you know it used to be an anomaly it used to be a small percentage of people now it's one out of three what's going to happen in 10 years if it continues this way is it going to be one out of two like what was going to happen half the kids are going to be raised without their fathers in the house what's going to happen to those kids because one thing we tend to to forget and this is this i'm going to address to women what type of boy do you want your boy to be what type of man do you want your boy to become do you want him to become a good husband do you want him to become a good father do you want him to be part of society do you want him to contribute if so you can't teach him accept that that's a fact so find men to teach him stop taking it like it's a personal attack and this is why i talk about emotions all the time when it comes to women they need to stop seeing this as a personal attack to you i'm not attacking you i'm pointing a fact you don't believe me send me a text after this find me on social media i'll give you studies upon studies upon studies that will show you that i'm right and you need to accept that as a fact but it's nothing against you that doesn't make you a bad mother on the contrary you accepting this and accepting that yes your ego might be bruised because you thought you could do it all well you can't but that's not a that, that's all good it's okay that you can't you're not supposed to be able to do everything there's men out there that are there to help you that will that will take an immense pleasure in helping your boy become a man because at the end of the day what do you want for that boy do you want him to be a good father do you want him to be a good husband do you want him to be part of society do you want him to care about others yes then take it upon yourself to find men to teach him those virtues and that's that really is an important piece to it you because you can't do it all and uh, there are women out there that'll tell you look i had no choice he left or he went to prison or whatever whatever the circumstances i had no choice i had to do this well you still have got the opportunity to put him into the martial arts to put him into sports if put him in the band if he's if he's if he's more interested in in doing something like like in the arts put him into drama put him into um 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 oh i I just i have you ever done that where you had some improvisational drama uh and where he's interacting with other people with a with a drama coach and stuff do something like that to get them working with men good men now, how do you find good men? Are there enough of us to go around? There is. As you said, coaching is the best part. It's it's the thing that's so beautiful about martial art and sports is that you're you're dealing with all type of different things that boys need. They need to burn that energy no matter what. So you're hitting two burns two two birds with one stone by putting them in sports. You're going to teach them values that nothing else is going to teach them. And it's right there. You, you, you Americans are so in love with football. There's no reason. There's you guys are nuts. I've never seen anything like it. You guys are absolutely nuts about football. Huskies are playing for the national championship in two hours. Oh boy! But man, just here in Alabama, people ask you. They don't know you. They're like, okay, who do you go for? <laughs> There's two teams there. If you don't go for the right team, people don't like you. So it's it's insane. You guys are absolutely insane. But 
There's no excuses. There's sports everywhere. There's martial arts schools everywhere. So there's no excuse for kids. Yes, and I agree with you. Some women are put in a situation that they didn't choose. You know what? Granted, we don't choose the really we don't always choose the situations in which we find ourselves, but we do choose the way we want to respond to it. That's on us. This is why it comes down to you. If you know what, it's a very small percentage of men that don't want to be involved with their children. It's extremely small. But let's say for the people out there that that's the case, that's not an excuse. You still have to take care of that kid. Stop, like, let your, put your ego aside, put your feelings aside, put your heart aside and do what's best for him, not for you. It's about him. It's not about you. It's about making him an adult, a, a good man. And, and you can also break, there are some, some families that this is a generational cycle. It's been going on for, you know, father to son to son to son. 100%. You need to break that generational cycle. My and, dad uh, left when I was 14. I saw him a handful of time by the time he died, and I was 29 when he died. So in 15 years, I saw him a handful of time. It had been almost nine years since I saw him when he died. So I know what it is. I'm not, this is why I talk about what I talk. This is why I speak about this, because that's what I come from. I come from a single mother. My mother gave up on me when I was 17 years old. She did not know how to deal with me. By the time my, within a year of my dad leaving, I was a high school dropout. I became an addict and I was selling drugs. This is what I did for years until I did something about it. But I needed somebody to be there. I needed some authority. I needed somebody to say, what you're doing right now is wrong. My mother did not have, even though my mother's military, she did not have what it take what it took to put me back in my place the way a man would have or a man should have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it's not against my mother. I'm not mad at my mother for this. I, I find it unfortunate that she did not necessarily find the right people at the right time because it didn't take long. She married a great man afterwards, but it was too late. I was already gone. This is how brutal this thing is. And for the for the women out there, you don't want your son to go through what I've been through. I got friends that died. I got friends that died in prison. I got died. I got friends that spent a lot of time in prison. I got lucky. I got I got away from it hands free, except for the fact that I was a twenty year old high school dropout. But that 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 I changed. It took me a long time to get back on the on the right track. But the point is, if you don't want your kid to go through what I've been through, or even worse because there's a lot worse stories than mine, you need to take it upon yourself to make sure that he doesn't. That's on you. He doesn't know any better. And one thing that women need to understand, if you don't teach your son, if you don't put good men around your son, he will look for them. He will start idolizing people that you definitely don't want him to idolize. So you either choose the people he will idolize by judging their virtues, by putting good men around him, surrounding him by good people that want what's best for him, or he will find it. But I can tell you something. What the hell did I know at 14 years old what a good man was? I didn't. You no I idea. did not. No idea. So I idolized. What did I idolize? Drug dealers, people that treated women like crap. I idolized all the wrong guys because they had money. 
to me, that's all, that's all that mattered to me. So whatever it took to get there did not matter. But what did I know? Right. What did I know what a good man is when I was 14 years old? And the sad thing is, is that uh, women have got the same problem. They don't know what a good man is when they are going and having relationships. So a lot of times because they're young. 95% of teenage pregnancies come from, from girls that are raised without a father in the household. It's absolutely insane. The numbers are crazy. Basically, women need fathers because this is yeah. something I tell I tell guys all the time. If you go on a first date with a woman, the first question you should ask her is for her to describe a fun memory that she has about her father. If that woman comes irritated, if she's pissed off, she calls her name, her father names, pay the bill, get out of there. That woman has does not have a good relationship with her father she did not do the work to forgive him because let's all agree here that no none of us is, are perfect we make mistakes but it is up to us to fix those mistakes but the point is that a woman can never have a good relationship with a man if she doesn't see her father as something that she needed her father's her first love her first mm -hmm. masculine love is her father in the same way for me for years I struggled and it's still something I work on today. My relationship, the my mother is my first feminine love. She was not a very touchy-feely type of woman with me and my sister either. So intimacy has always been something I worked on. It's always something that's in my mind. My girlfriend's very aware of this. This is something that's been with me my whole life. I work on it, but imagine if it was there from the get-go. Imagine my two parents were there. They would have taught me that properly. Know what I'm saying? This this is the thing. Why destroy and rebuild bad habits when you can just have the good habits from the get-go? That's a lot simpler. And this is all I mean by this. It's again, I'm not here to point the fingers, but I have a soft spot for boys that are raised by younger by by single mothers because I know what it is to go through it. I know what it is not to know. I know what it is to not have a strong man around me. And I can tell you, it's absolutely brutal. It has, it, it had the potential of destroying my whole life. Luckily, it didn't, because I did have a good mother. As much as she, the situation in which we were is the situation in which we were. There's nothing you can do about that, but you can definitely deal with it. You know, the interesting thing is, and what we talk about a lot in this show, is the fact that we are all, at the end of the day, we all are dysfunctional from our youth. 100%. And it's a, it's a really is important for all of us to recognize that and then be willing to do the work to fix it so that we don't carry it forward to the next generation because we have it within us. We have it within our power because we are born great. We have it within us to make those changes so that it doesn't impact future generations. And if we could stop it here, our world would be a much better place, don't you think? I will, you, you couldn't be, I couldn't agree with you more. It's generational. Why not break the cycle if you can? Why it's not? A, yeah. You, you, you could really be the change that's going to impact every single generation after you. Why not be that person? You know, Gandhi said to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy. But who, 
again, like I said earlier, it all comes down to us being selfish and lacking accountability. Whatever problem there is, it always comes down to this. So instead of being selfish and saying, I'm able to do everything myself because I, I have the power to do whatever I put my mind to. No, wrong. And admit and take accountability for the fact that you can't and find the people that can help you do it. it it's put the ego aside and just do what's best for your kid. Which at the end of the day, for those, for those of you that don't have kids, everything changes when you have a child. Because you, if, even if you don't really have really not loved anybody before, you will love that individual. And it's a startling thing. And it's, and so it changes. Everything changes when, when you have a kid. So we want the best for our children. And the best for our children is to have a well-rounded upbringing with both male and female positive um, people in their lives who they can emulate rather than, like, like Nico said, rather than the, the guy at the street corner that's wearing the gold bracelets and the and the and the necklace and have has hundred dollar bills falling out of his pocket because he's selling drugs. That becomes a real important piece to that kid, or he could be a coach. Like my little league baseball coach was a window washer. He didn't have any kids on the team, but he loved coaching kids. And he had an impact on my life that goes to this day because of the man that he was and the, and what he taught me to be. So they're everywhere. They're everywhere too. men that want to help boys and young men become men are everywhere. It is something we do instinctively in the same way as, you know, a woman will see a young child that seems to be lost. She's going to go to see him right away. This is a no brainer. Men were a bit more, we're a bit more lost when it comes to those things, but a woman will care right off the bat. It's the same thing with men and young boys and young men. We want to help them. We reckon we see ourselves in them. We don't want them to go through what we've been through. So we want to be there for them. Finding good men is not that hard. And I'm not talking about you being in a relationship. It could be your father. It could be your brother. It could be a cousin. It could be a friend of the family. It could be a coach. It could be so many different people. It does not need to be a lover. It should be a lover because now you're putting stress on somebody you don't even know. Just (laughs) No, no, but seriously. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's there's a big misconception. I'm not talking about a lover. It'd be great if it was, but even if it isn't, that's not where the issue is. It's really put it on yourself to find somebody that your son can emulate. Find somebody that your son could be like, that you would be proud that that becomes your son, that you would know that he's doing, he's contributing to the society, he's being a good man, he's being a good father, being a good husband. By the way, we've been talking with uh, Nico Lagan, and he is a podcaster. And if somebody, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? NicoLagan.com. Nico Everything's on there. And go there and have a wonderful conversation with him. <laughs> I hope so. If not, it's okay too. And be respectful, everybody. You know, yeah. it's and it's important that we understand other people's opinions. And we'll like it or not, we have those. Nico, I gotta I gotta run, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. I've I really have enjoyed the conversation. I think it's been vital. 
I appreciate your time. And if you're going to insult me, be original. That's all I ask. I've heard it all. <laughs> At least be original if you want to insult me. That's all I ask. That's all you can do. That's be original. So, and by the way, thank you very much, everybody. And uh, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. And we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>